Coming up this week on the Helly Years Podcast, episode number 18, we're going to talk about the Goody Mob. That's right, Cujo, Big Gip, T-Mo, and CeeLo Green. We're going to take it back to 1995 and revisit their classic album, Soul Food. I'm going to talk a little bit about my health journey over the last six months. Man, I'm feeling good, and I got a lot to share with you. I'm going to check in with the big homie Freeze. My man Tony Tech and my bro Maintain are going to all check in and we're going to pick our top five Goody Mob songs. Yeah, it's going down right here. Hell of Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go. Hip-hop and wellness. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell of Years Podcast. You already know it is. And we call it the Hell of Years Podcast because I've been into hip-hop for hell of years. And I've been a nurse for hell years, and I did radio for hell years, and we talk about hip-hop and health and wellness right here, so it makes sense that we call it hell years. Now, if you support the podcast, you've been listening, and, and I truly appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want you to check out the website, because I blog on there all the time. I throw up cool links, and we got some galleries on there, and you can check out all the episodes of the podcast. And, and sign up for the newsletter, hellyearspodcast.com or zachwoodruff.com. That's Z-A-C-W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. Shoot me an email. Hit me on IG. Hit me on Facebook. Whatever. I just appreciate it. I want to talk to you more. Like I just been hitting back and forth with my homeboy John out there in the Yay area. And we talking about all the episodes. And he pointed out, bro, you've been down in the A-Town for a few episodes now. And I hadn't even thought about that. And he's right. Because we did T.I. And then we did Ludacris. Now we're going to do the Goody Mob today. Dungeon Family. We did an episode early on in the season on Outcast. And there's more Atlanta artists I want to cover in future episodes. I want to do a little John episode. Because that'll be a ton of fun. I can talk about the time I did some tequila shots with him. We can do an episode on Young Jeezy the Snowman. We could do a So So Deaf Jermaine Dupree episode. There's so much music out of Atlanta. And there's just a lot to talk about. And we're going to talk about Goody Mob today. It's going to be a fun one. We're taking it back to 1995, my senior year in high school, and that album Soul Food. we got to talk about cell therapy, though. That one record. Dun, 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 dun. That's all you got to hear, right? You just already are there. Dun, 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 dun. My man Freeze is going to call in. We're going to check in with him. We're going to talk to Maintain. We're going to check in with Tone Tech. We're just going to have a lot of fun. I'm also going to get you updated on what's been going on with my health journey, because for the last six months... I've been pretty laser focused, y'all. Seeing incredible results. And I just want to share with you what's been working for me because it's really simple. It's real easy. And it's going down, y'all. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful you're riding with me today. Coming up next, Goody Mob Soul Food. Good music. Healthy soul. It's the Hella Years Podcast. You know, there's not too many songs that you only need to play one or two seconds of. And you know it's something special. Hold on, I'm going to start this song over one more time real quick. So that takes two seconds. We'll do it one more time. It was fall of 1995 when this record came out. And I was starting my senior year, right? I was going to turn 17 years old in November, same month that this album drops. And Cell Therapy comes out. Now, mind you, Dungeon Family, Outkast, they had a buzz for a couple of years, right? And people knew about kind of the extended family, including Goody Mob. And on Southern Playlisted Cadillac Music, you've got Goody Mob featured on that album, right? They're part of Dungeon Family. And there was some excitement about Goody Mob. 
Cell therapy. That dun, da, dun, 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 that only takes two seconds. And it shuts shit down immediately. Before like Cujo even starts. And like he's got one of the best opening couple of bars there are. Like ridiculous, right? Dun, da, dun, dun, dun. And what's crazy is some of you have never heard that record. Like this might be your first time finding out about cell therapy. And you're like, oh my God, what is that? Right? That shit is stupid dope. The Goody Mob is Cujo, Big Gip, Timo, and CeeLo Green. And CeeLo got pretty big, right? I mean, the other three maybe didn't have the same um, type of celebrity career. Like, they didn't blow up like CeeLo did. I mean, CeeLo was a judge on The Voice, and CeeLo did the Gnarls Barkley thing. And CeeLo kind of took it to another level, but CeeLo comes from the Goody Mob. And their first album was called Soul Food. And it came out in November of 1995. That's the month I turned 17. And it was my senior year in high school. And I was so into hip hop. I was in love with everything about hip hop. And November of 1995, we still had Tupac. We had Biggie. We had Snoop and Dr. Dre and... Wu-Tang solo albums and it was just I don't know if there's like a golden era of hip-hop but damn Outkast and fuck it was so much incredible shit out and then the cell therapy song drops and it's like what the hell is this right I just remember so I had a um a GMC Jimmy it was a white, like, little blazer, right? And I had that shit lowered and had on some rims and had a nice system in there. I used to, My first job was at Richmond Sanitary at the uh, garbage recycling plant. Shout out to my bro, Danny Granzella and Scott and Richie Granzella and Josh Zim, rest in peace, brother, and Aaron Zim, turtle, man. We all rocked at this uh, recycling plant, and we all worked there and listened to music. I remember listening to Tupac and snoop and all kinds of music and i was saving up money so i could buy a system for my jimmy right my first car and i got a couple of kicker solo barracks i had two tens but i custom made my box with my dad and i was really good at math in high school i'm still pretty good at math but i was hella good at math and like they tell you the amount of dimension of of air volume like around your speaker to make it you know precise and like I was only off by like 0.03% on like the exact dimensions of air volume around the speakers. That shit hit y'all. And Danny hooked it up. Uh, I forget who his hookup was, but it was a weird ass name of the amp too, like Centrek or something. But we bridged that shit and that shit knocked so hard. And I got the Infinity 6x9s and the Infinity Tweets and the Pioneer deck with the little detachable face and the 6CD changer underneath the seat. And... Riding around, just dumping your shit, just slapping was the thing, right? Like, Danny had slap, and Richie had slap, and my bro Danielle had slap in his Nissan, and fuck, Andy with his Saturn, y'all, you couldn't even sit in that shit. You felt like you were going to die, like have a heart attack. He had so much slap. I don't even remember what he had. I upgraded later to, like, a Fosgate, uh, Rockford Fosgate, like a Punch 200 or some shit, but I think Andy had, like, a 500 or something crazy. The point is, like, having a system in the Bay in the mid to late nineties, that was a thing. I mean, it's still a thing, right? You still like to have a sound system, but that was a big thing. And I remember playing this song, cell therapy on fucking repeat. Just, just, 
And it wasn't that it knocked. It was just something about the feel of that. Dun, 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 dun. Then the album comes out, right? And it's incredible, start to finish, right? It's just something different. And it felt outcast, but now it's a different group, you know, four different dudes, but still Dungeon Family um, rapping about the Dirty South and what it was like. And there was so much rawness and realness and just dope music on Soul Food. And the first song called Free, and it's like, just CeeLo gets you there, you know? Then the thought process comes on, and there's even Andre on there. You don't even know that he's featured on there, because on Dirty South, it says featuring Big Boy. I remember, I was like, ooh, Big Boy's on the record. But then only on the second song, bam, Andre's got a verse. And by track five, it hits with Cell Therapy, and you're like, what is going on with this album? This shit is incredible. And there's other records like Fighting, and there's the Live at the uh, OMNI, you know, one million inside. And then you get to that soul food and just, I just can't even explain what it felt like listening to this album at the time because I hadn't really explored a ton of Atlanta music yet. Like I was, and I was down with Outkast, but like this Goody Mob record was just something so dope. And then, you know, the album's called Soul Food and it's got this track called Soul Food on the album that it just, it had a feel to it. You just felt it in your soul. It felt good. It was just something special to listen to. And you're like, these boys are fantastic, you know? There was there was so much music on this record that just, just did everything for me. So I don't know how much time you've spent with Soul Food. You know, it's 1995. We're going on like shit. 27 years ago, almost. That's a long time. There might be people who've never listened to a Goody Mob album. And that's one of the things I really want to hope to achieve here on the Hell of Years podcast is just sharing some dope ass music with you that maybe you don't know about or maybe you didn't spend time with or just haven't revisited in a long time. And I took a couple of walks this week and both times I just listened to the album front to back. And with 43-year-old ears and just a hell of years uh, under my belt ears, listening to it was, was an amazing experience again. In, in fact, it was even richer and, and more engaging and fucking dope this time around. Soul Food is the name of the album. Goody Mob is the group. It's CeeLo Green, Timo, Cujo, and Big Yip. And you need to spend some time with it. And I want to check in with Freeze and maintain the tone tech on this episode to see what they remember about the album and how they feel about it and what it means to them. So we're going to do that in a little bit. Coming up next, though, I want to talk a little bit about talking to your homies. I had a fantastic conversation the other night with my brother Kid. Shout out 594. You know what I mean? Shout out to my 309 brothers. And he brought something up. That was just dope as fuck. And I want to share it with you. And that's coming up right here on episode 18 of the Hell of Years podcast. He knows his tunes. And he knows his wellness. This is the Hell of Years podcast with Zach Woodruff. And I got to confess to y'all, it's hot as fuck out in the man cave right now. Like I'm recording this uh, in the evening, just past five o'clock. And it's like 90 something. And whoo, it's hot. But what are you going to do with summertime? So check this out. The other day, I talked to my homeboy kid. And it's really nice because we've kind of reconnected over the last year. 
My man's been traveling out here with his work, so we've connected a couple of times, met up for some meals, even had him out here to the man cave, and just, it's great to connect with your friends and your family when you haven't seen them in, in some time. And we used to work together at the warehouse in Pinot, and the warehouse was like a music and video spot, right, where you could rent movies and come buy albums and CDs and tapes and shit. And I had worked at McDonald's and got let go from McDonald's, and my boy Kid hooked me up with a gig. Then I became part of this clique, 309, man. Shout out Juice, shout out Astro, shout out Choco, shout out Seif. What's up with you, man? Shout out Ali Yo, you already know. Myself and Kid, there were seven of us, 309. We called it 309 because that was the warehouse store, number 309, right? But even before that, me and Kid went to high school together, right? He was a year older than me, but we played basketball. We had a basketball class, and I remember just shooting hoops with him, and we became friends. But I had known him for hella years because we both grew up Catholic and... In Catholic church, you kind of sit in the same spot most of the time. And we had this one little area I go with my grandparents. And kid and his mom would sit right behind us. And like I didn't speak to him growing up very much, but you know somebody if you see him like every week at church. So I always knew dude. And I remember he'd have like cool parkers on and just cool shit. But um the point is, became homies in high school and that continued on. And then, you know, this is a long time ago. This is mid-90s. This is 92 to 96 that I'm in high school. But we've reconnected over the last year. All of my 309 brothers were in contact. I'm so grateful to have uh, these wonderful men in my life still after decades of friendship. And we were talking the other night, like actually talking on the phone. And he had called me a few nights before. I missed the call. I was already getting ready to go to sleep. So I returned the call, missed him. And then he called me back. We get on the phone. We don't talk long, you know, 15 minutes or so. But just to talk, just to share some time and to hear somebody and to hear somebody say it's really good to hear from you a facebook message or instagram direct message or a text message doesn't hold the same weight it doesn't feel the same as actually talking to your homies and i think in this world of technology we've gotten away from that right it's so easy and convenient like i know what's going on with a lot of people now because i see it on my news feed or i scroll through the reels or the stories and i love it it's great but it's not the same as talking to your homies. It's not the same as picking up the phone, dialing the little number. Here's the thing. How many phone numbers do you know? Although kid was telling me, he's like, I still remember all kinds of phone numbers and pager numbers and all that. And I've kind of forgotten most numbers. Um, like I know my wife's number and I know my mom's number. And I remember my grandparents' old phone number. And I remember my old phone number when I was a kid. But like, I don't know anybody's phone numbers anymore because we just send messages, right? It's in our phones. But it's so easy and so convenient and it's just habit now to send a text or to send a little facebook message or instagram or whatever but we get on the phone and just to hear each other's voices it's something special right it's good to hear from you that's what people say when you give them a call because we don't talk to each other like that anymore now maybe not everybody maybe some of you actually do keep in touch with people on the phone or even make time to meet in person and when kid was up here a month or two back he came over and we we hung out in the man cave and he comes out here for work and a couple of times we met up for some meals and whatnot and it's just so great to connect in person and it's so great to hear somebody's voice and it was so fantastic to realize that and he he helped me realize that and he made the point of just like how that feels to take a moment to connect with someone that you care about 
So I got a call to action for everybody listening right now. You got a little bit of homework and it's not just listen to Goody Mob Soul Food. That's homework assignment number one. But assignment number two would be call somebody, call one of your friends, call one of your brothers, call one of your sisters, call your family. When's the last time you just called your mom? Call her up and just say hi and how you doing. I actually called my sister right before I talked to kid. And the first thing she said was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. I just call and say, what's up? But I've done that with several people and they're like, is everything okay, right? Maybe you've done that. Is everything okay? Everything is good. I just want to say, what's up? How are you doing? It feels good. It's something that I want to bring back into my life and I challenge you or I invite you to do the same, you know? Call one of your friends, one of your family members, one of your homies, someone you haven't talked to in a bit and just check in. I think that's good for your mental health. That's ultimately what Kid and I concluded because, you know, we're talking about hip hop and wellness and mental health and what are we doing for for our mental health and he said that's something that he does because it feeds his soul you know we're talking about that soul food part of it is spending time and talking to the ones that we love do it i promise you it's good for your soul it's good for your mental health and it feels good i'm gonna check in with my homie freeze here in just a minute my dude is doing great things i'm so proud of him i'm so lucky to have him in my life and to consider him my brother we're going to talk in just a minute right here. Hell Years Podcast. Hip-hop and wellness. You know we're You're in the right spot. It's the Hell Years Podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the laugh that I know right there. My big homie, my big brother, my family um, joining us out there in Los Angeles. Freezer, Deezer, man. I guess before we get into all the good stuff, man, how was your day, man? How is it going? Uh, things are blessed, bro. Um, I'm really just in... You know, I'm in a place um, I'm I'm blessed and highly favored. And I really honestly can say that I'm in a place in my life where things are gravitating toward me without much effort. And it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a it's a great place to be. Um, you know, there's many paths ahead of me and there's many splits in the road, but all of them are opportunities and blessings that, uh, you know, I'm just really happy about, it. and you know, I saw I saw Filet and uh, and Joanna. Yeah, uh, how was that, man? That that looks last... fantastic. He said his auntie was hitting on you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> she was <laughs> <laughs> like legit. Was she though? She was trying to get a little taste of the freeze right there. That's funny, man. It was good. It was good to meet his whole family, and then like his his grandma's like 95 years old, and she's you know sitting there. You know, I know this is the health. We're on both on health kicks, and you know you're a nurse and whatnot. But she's sitting there at 95 years old, smoking Virginia Slims. I'm God like, damn it. yo, <laughs> that, like that's lightweight, awesome. Just saying, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I'm like, it's one of those things where I'm sitting there and I'm like, this life is weird, bro. Like she's 95 <laughs> years old, and I have aunts and uncles who never smoked a cigarette in their life, and they passed away before they hit 50 of cancer. Like, yep, it's just life is crazy but um you know the, the the vibe and everything with them last weekend was amazing so i needed that it was a little piece of portland and a little piece of uh sacramento coming down here and i got to enjoy that so good spirits and the career is doing well and everything so thank you for asking brother absolutely it's good for your soul right and speaking of soul and we're talking soul food album of the week man it's good for your soul take me back to 1995 man talk to me about your history uh with that album with goody mob with dungeon family and just how you got into the music you saw that was album of the week and then you hit me too like hey we gotta talk man so <laughs> take me back and talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on on goody mob yeah man 
it's uh it's that one of them albums bro like it's it's uh it changed my perspective on hip-hop it it raised the bar for my expectations of hip-hop it 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 made me um really a a a full-fledged like uh fan of 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 a group organized noise like I mean, let me rewind it. We last time we talked, we talked about Outcast. Yep. And you know, it's the same story. The same. Uh, 1995 is when Soul Food dropped, and uh, I remember I was in the van with Ebro. He put it in, and um, I don't remember which track it was. It might have been live at the Omni, but I was listening to it with him, and I was bobbing my head, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like sonically instrumentals the you know the the soul singing in the background the you know the depth of the and it wasn't like it wasn't like hip-hop was at that point at that point hip-hop really was still on that sample and loop a a a couple bars on a on a on a record and speed it up a little bit and you've got your beat you know right i mean it was it was still that old production style and um when i heard organized noise and and, and goody mob and and outcast and then this album um i was blown away and, and 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 i couldn't identify as a white man obviously a white kid really i i couldn't identify or even pick up on most of the messaging right um at that age but sonically the for, the production brought me in and so then i was open to it and then i was listening to it and then i was asking questions about it and I remember, uh, I remember at one point, Ebro, you know, I was listening to him bob my head, and he was like, "What do you think about that?" And I said, "What do you, what do you mean? What do I think about that?" He's like, you know, "When they talk, call a white guy a cracker," and I was like, "I know he ain't talking about me." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and, and he was like, "That's right," and and, and it was kind of like, you know, just hearing perspective and hearing um, hip hop on a level of education and and mm-hmm. pride and 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 um messaging that i had never heard before and um CeeLo's, um you know freestyle you know he 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 had this freestyle where he, he ran out of breath midway through it and yeah. it was like a five minute long track yeah and um you know i just the, the whole album is just incredible bro and and sonically you know you got cell therapy the one to the two, the three, the foes, and dirty red dogs. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just fucking amazing music, bro. And I just put it in and was listening to it to prep for this uh, podcast. And uh, and I and, and I realized that every time I listen to that album, I think to myself, "This is my favorite album ever." Like yeah. I, I always, after listening to it, put it at number one, and then put it away for a while. Yep. And then when I listen back to it back to number one and something else i realized is like listening to it these tracks are all like four or five minutes long yep they're deep that album is deep dude it's a long album like i walked to it listening today and it was well over an hour front to back just the content and i don't know if it's because we're older now or we've been around hell of years but even listening to it now and i'd like to get your take on that like i'm even hearing it differently now and i'm i can't even believe that these four young men and just i mean obviously with the rest of the family too and organized noise and rico and everybody like like what they were delivering and the content and the perspective and just even the wisdom and and the the spirituality that shit is so deep and so on point right now 20 something 27 years later that shit hits 
in ways that I didn't, I didn't even hear it the same when I was a young man, you know, back in 95, it was dope. But now as a, as a, as an old timer, I'm listening like, my goodness, this may be one of the best albums of all time. (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's literally the gift that keeps on giving and, 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 and listening to it. And And then, you know, what really blows my mind is having those same, I have that same, like I got goosebumps right now when you were saying that, because I have that ex- same experience every time I listen to that album. I have the same experience, and I think to myself, some of these guys that are spitting like this were fucking 19 years old. Yeah, it's incredible. And that's their their first piece of work. And, I mean, I think, obviously, Goody Mob continued on. They made some more albums, some good music, but everything Nothing came like together perfectly for that album in that time. And obviously it doesn't it doesn't hurt to be affiliated with Outkast and part of Dungeon Family, right? That and organized noise. That doesn't hurt, but like those four guys together, Cujo, Big Gip, Timo, and CeeLo Green, it was magic, dude. And revisiting it yep. this, this week a couple of times, uh, it's just been a wonderful experience. And with 43-year-old ears putting those ears on it. I probably yes. even liked it more listening to it today than I did back then. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And that, and that's part of the beautiful thing about uh, the music that we were privileged enough to, to grow up on Zilla is that we live through an era of music and um, we get to, we get to have those experiences where we get to listen to these albums and realize like, you know, we now live in an era where people are making two two minute long records, and that's all they care about is the hook, and 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 that's it, and that's the game, right? And selling singles, and you know we listen to the, you know we get to listen to this stuff now and go back and like you said, like I go back and listen to that stuff, I get something new out of that album every time I listen to it, even though I've memorized the lyrics, even though I've listened to them and sung along to them, you know, for, for years and years, I don't use the N word though. I will say that. Absolutely. N word. Right. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of kids out there that think that's cool. It's not cool. As you know, it's an OG. Even singing along. It's not not cool, cool, bro. So I sing it like 1 million inside <laughs> that's my ver- yeah. oh, one million homies inside <laughs> that's my version of it yeah you know? yeah you self-edit and 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 it's funny because like now i don't know if that's corny to kids or whatever but it's like there, there's a level of respect you have to have yep. for the artists and 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 the people who create this music and if you don't relate you know if you're not living that life don't pretend like you were living that life like yep enjoy enjoy the art enjoy the music enjoy the message but um and and be a fan but but like you know don't take liberties like that bro like that's that's not your place to take and um but yeah that music you know that album specifically continuously i find myself saying it's the best hip-hop album of all time and um we had the discussion last last uh, podcast about the Outcast albums, and and I'm like, you know, listening to the Goody Mob Soul Food. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I, just, I know, back. front to back, dude. It is an experience. It's like watching like a an epic movie or something. That's just it's more than just a few records thrown together. It is so yeah. thorough from the moment you push start to the moment that it ends with skits and everything yeah it's just it's absolutely fantastic now real quick i do want to get your take on yeah that that song honestly i I was trying to really like backtrack and and walk my way through my discovery of of goody mob and i'm actually you know kind of 
hung up on the fact that I might have discussed, I might have been exposed to Goody Mob before Outcast, and I, I'm I'm realizing because Southern Playalistic was not on my radar before Goody Mob. I know wow. that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and they're on and, a couple records on Southern Playalistic too, right? Like they're on there. Yeah, they're featured on right. there on several records. Right, but but AT Aliens is the album that got me on on Outcast. And I would then agree I to that. Track to Southern Playalistic. Yep, I would agree and to I that. Think, and I and I think and I think Cell Therapy might have been the first organized noise record that I ever heard, and it was something that, that the minute I heard, I was like, "That's the most ill fucking beat," and and yeah. and, and production, and and just like like crack like i just wanted to get more as soon as it was over i wanted to run it back and i wanted to hear it 60 fucking times in a row and and it was the most amazing shit i've ever heard and 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 it's still like you said boom bump 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 that's it you hear that you know you know what's up and if you don't know what's up i don't really want to stand next to you you know what i'm saying <laughs> or you better find out what's up right now like even stop mid podcast it's okay like i would love for you to continue listening to the hell of years podcast but Actually, I would prefer that if you haven't heard Cell Therapy, you just stop and then just go listen to Cell Therapy and then listen to the whole Soul Food album because but like give it give it the respect it deserves and like give it the attention. Don't just play that shit in the background. Like sit down like you're going to watch the new Avengers movie, like fucking give it the attention that it it deserves and fucking zone out because it's it's just incredible, man. I mean, it's it's honestly also one of those things Zilla like. Once I was exposed to it, I immediately took it to home and showed my homeboy. Yep. He was a, a white uh, Pink Floyd fan. He's a, he, he was a huge, like he'd been to three Pink Floyd uh, concerts before he graduated high school. Like yeah. Pink Floyd to me at that point was like old people music. You yep. know what I'm saying? But he you. was a musician and a guitar player. And I showed it to him and he became addicted to it and loved it and was playing it persistently and uh and still to this day is an outcast and, and organized noise fan but but cell therapy was one of those albums that that you know this white guy rocker guy you know he heard it as a musician and a fan of music he was like this is fucking amazing that's the beauty of some of those songs and some of those albums with somebody that you know or trust or just somebody is like hey check this out because it's dope you need yeah. that like i feel like there's a ton of records you've done that for me uh, Ebro's done that. Filet's done that. Maintain's done that. Just hella people yep. be like, just listen to this. And because it's coming from you yep. or it's coming from Filet, I'm like, yep. I'm gonna check that shit out. And then my mind is blown. Yep. Man. I wouldn't have never. Uh, I would have never really given an ear or the time to 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 Federation if if I hadn't heard it. Federation. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If it, 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 seriously, seriously, like you 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 co-signing them as a group and then me going, all right, let me check this out. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And then and, that brings and you into um, Rick rock and then uh, becoming friends with Rick and then listening yep. to his shit. And then being like, Oh man, then telling other yep. people about his shit. And it's just, that's how dope music yep. works. You know, we just, we share it it's, with people, it, man. It's literally, it's literally a virus and that's why they call it going viral, bro. Oh, you know what we should do real quick though? Um, because I know you do these top fives where you share incredible music all the time, man. Like, how do people find the little freeze top five or the freeze five? Well, like, like I do, I do um, the freezes fresh five. So that's it's it, every, that's it. every week I add like five tracks to a play, a running playlist. Uh, and each year I refresh the playlist and start a new or whatever. So uh, if you go to my, it's only for Apple music users. Okay. Though. So it, 
if you go to uh, my Instagram at ifollowfreeze, the link is in my bio. Just click on there. It auto-refreshes. Follow that playlist. It'll auto-refresh every week. Fantastic. Yeah, I go to that often to just hear new music because I'm so out the loop that I'm like, I need somebody I trust to find what's going on out there. I know you're still part of the industry, so no, I appreciate that you do that, man. No, I, pre- I appreciate that plug, too. But uh, to be honest with you, you know, with that stuff, a lot of it isn't even me fucking listening to the industry as much as it, it, the only part of it that really is that is that I'm waiting until Friday to check out some albums, but I'm right. picking album cuts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not waiting to be told what the single is. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just picking ones that I'm like, Oh, this, this is dope. This has got a good beat or this is a dope song. I mean, there's been a lot of fucking good music out, uh, in the past year and, 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 you know, it's not the stuff you're hearing on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. What you got planned for the weekend? Anything uh, exciting going on? Um, I, payday, and then uh, I think I'm probably gonna go hit up the uh, hit up Sunset and do some do do some shopping and do some uh, eating at some restaurants and uh, just relaxing, bro. Just relaxing and uh, you know working with Nick. What's going on with the show right now? Yeah, uh, we're on in New York, and we're on in several different stations, and uh, we're uh, we're still adding affiliates. And uh, Nick's going Nick's going to uh, we're going back to Atlanta at the end of August for uh, season nineteen, a while and out. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I was bummed that the tour wasn't coming through Portland, man. What's up with that, man? What's yeah, up? come on, <laughs> I want to see y'all, man. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't come through uh, Sacramento either. What so I had fuck? a lot of people mad about Sacramento too. It hit the Bay, but it didn't hit Sacramento. Well, I know you're having a lot of fun with that, man. I'm proud of you. I love everything that you're doing. For I sure. love you. You you kick so much dope shit. You share so much energy love you, and love on on everything you do. I love you too, man. Let's not wait like 16 episodes for the next freeze check-in, man. Let's let's <laughs> let's get together soon, man. We're gonna get this video podcast jumping off next month. So I need you to be a part of it, my brother. Holla at me. All right, I'll talk to you soon, fam. All right, brother. Peace. It's all about good music and being healthy. This is the Hella Years Podcast. Shout out to my big bro, my family, Freezer, Deezer, man. I appreciate you. I love you, bro. This is the Hella Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff, hellayears.com or hellayearspodcast.com or zachwoodruff.com. It all takes you to the same place. If you're checking out the podcast, please check out the website. I put a lot of work into that as well. And there's some cool shit on there, man. I try to throw up a blog every day. Lots of fun stuff. Good game. Cool links to videos, albums of the week, galleries, all kinds of fun stuff. Now, I want to talk to you real quick about my health journey this year, right? Because I weighed in today at the lowest I've been since high school. I hit 182. I'm feeling good. And I started in January, got it going, hit COVID with February. And then since then, I've been on a tear, man. And I've been doing a few things, easy stuff, and it's working. And I just want to share that with you. I got like four areas of my life that I've been focusing on as far as my wellness and health is concerned, right? Now, the first one, which you're seeing me talk about a lot on the website, is walking. And I start walking an hour a day on any day that I'm not at work. Because again, as a nurse, you work 12 and a half hour shifts. Plus, I got to commute to work. So on those days, it's really tough to get anything done other than work. But any day that I've been off this year, even when I was in Hawaii, I'm putting in at least an hour of walking in. And now I'm up to two hours. And I use that time to just reflect and think and listen to a lot of these albums I've been talking about. 
and it's the easiest thing to do and maintain is doing it and other homies are doing it all you got to do is put some shoes on hopefully put some clothes on that'd be weird if you was just walking out there butt naked and some shoes on but just throw some clothes on throw some shoes on and start walking and if it's too hot go early in the morning or go late in the evening just go walk somewhere and then walk back walk 30 minutes one direction turn around come back that's all you got to do and i've been doing it and it works and if you think i'm lying go on youtube and check out like some of those fitness dudes and what they're doing for cardio and there's a shit ton of them saying just walk now you could run and, and burn calories faster and if you're into running cool or if you're into jogging fantastic or stair climber or bicycling that's all fantastic as well for me i don't like that shit but I like walking and I like thinking and listening to music and I've combined all that together and it's working for me, y'all. 225 when I started this, January. 182 now. Come on, man, that's 43 pounds. That's crazy. And hella people in my work and in my family and just in my circle are like, bro, you're all lean and slim. What the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I'm just walking. Well, that's one of them, right? That's the main one, I think. Number two is obviously your, your nutrition and what you're eating. If you eat like shit and you put hella calories in, it don't matter what you do, you're not going to slim down. So you need to kind of get a, a grip on your diet. It's probably the biggest component, you know, is what you're putting in, right? If you feed a plant shit, it's not going to grow. It's going to die. But if you feed the plant the right stuff, plant food, the right water, sunlight, it's crazy how they grow, right? It's crazy how healthy they become. It's the same concept. So what I'm doing for my diet, and I'm going to share with you, I'm doing like a 40-30-30 where I'm shooting for 40% protein, 30% carbs, and 30% fats. And I'm eating whole foods. I'm not eating no bullshit processed stuff. I'm just really trying to get right with my protein, get right with my with my carbs, but healthy ones, you know, unsalted nuts, and I'm, I'm eating sprouted grain bread, which at first was weird as fuck, but, and it's expensive. It's like six bucks a loaf, but it's way better for you. So I'm eating that, and then healthy fats that's it and i'm shooting for 2,000 calories and i'm using the little my fitness pal app and that's really helping me and i'm dialed in and i'm spacing my my meals every three hours or so like first thing 5 30 in the morning then 8 30 then i'm eating a little sandwich and a protein shake at 11 30 snack around 2 30 or 3 have some nuts and some dried cherries and then i'm having this veggie chili this bomb ass veggie chili that my wife makes for me big pot early in the week and i eat that the whole week for dinner man Every now and again, we'll have a, a nice dinner too. I'm not on some militant shit. I'm just trying to feed my body the right stuff and the results are happening. Now you gotta do some meal prep along with this, right? You gotta make the chili and you gotta make the sandwiches and you gotta make sure you have all your supplies. And that takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of discipline, but I'm doing it and it's working, right? So we're talking about walking, we're talking about nutrition. That's one and two, right? The third thing that I'm doing is I've cut back on the brew. Right, because I drink a lot of beer. I'm not gonna lie. I do love the taste of those IPAs. I love that hoppy shit. That danky sticky hands is something special. Shout out to Block 15 out there in Corvallis, man. They make some delicious fucking beer. My goodness. But it's hella high in calories. It's not that good for you. So I'm really just trying to do that in moderation every now and again. So I cut out all those brewskis. Right? So we've got the walking, the nutrition, the cutting out the brewskis. And then I found the leverage and I found something that to me, I want to do. See, I don't want to run. I don't want to become a runner. I fucking hate running, but I like walking. And once I realized that, that that's what I like to do, I've incorporated it into my day-to-day -day routine. So you got to find some shit that you like. If you like riding bikes, like my homeboy Stressmatic, you know, shout out to my man Stressmatic 
out there in the Bay, man. You already know, bro is fucking killing it with his discography. But bro loves to ride bikes. That's his thing. That's not my thing. You got to find your thing, whether it's walking or bike riding or fucking rowing boats or climbing mountains. I don't fucking know. But think about it. See, see what's out there for you. Something that you know you can stick with. You got to find something that you will stick with because you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you ain't going to stick with it. Even if it's, you know, for a little bit, you could do anything. I'm going to be a runner for a couple weeks or a month or two, but that's not sustainable if you don't like it. I know the walking is sustainable for me because I love it. And then I also have the leverage of talking about it with you all on this podcast. So whether it's you post on social media or talk about it with your family, but you got to hold yourself accountable and don't let your shit slide and maintain is holding me accountable and Tone Tech is holding me accountable and Big Filet the Mayor is holding me accountable and Don Juan and Hunter at Work and my bro DJ RPM and Freezer Deezer. We're all trying to get right and hold each other accountable to taking better care of our health as men. Because we're not getting any younger. We all in our 40s, some approaching 50s. You know what I'm saying? You got to take care of yourself. I see way too many people, way too young, dying and sick as shit in the hospital. So again, those four things, right? Get moving. I'm doing the walking. But find a way to get moving. Eat better. Eat good food, right? Do that. Cut back on the alcohol. And then find a way that you can sustain it and leverage something so that you know that like, you're not going to let yourself down or you're not going to let your family down. You're not going to let your kids down or your, your team down. That's what I've been doing. I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. And I'm 43 years old. I feel like I look better than I've looked. Shit. Maybe ever. Like I'm feeling myself right now. We just were out there at Aulani for our Hawaiian vacation. I'm taking pictures with Mickey Mouse. And I'm like, fuck. I look damn good because I've been putting the work in. I'm proud of myself. And I think you can do it too. It just takes one step out the door. Start walking. It just takes one night of meal prep so that tomorrow you got a plan. You eat right. It just takes, you know what? I'm not going to drink that six pack. I'm only going to have one brew tonight. It just takes talking about it with your family and saying, look, this is what I want to do. Help me stay accountable. Those tools are are ways that you can move your health forward and into a better place and into a better direction. I challenge you to think about some of those things. I invite that into your life. Take care of yourself. Feels good. All right. We're going to check in with my brother Tone Tech here in just a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about Goody Mob. We're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing for his health because he just fought COVID and he's sick as fuck. He's just bouncing back of that. And I know it affected him physically and mentally and emotionally. So we're going to see what's going on with him. And uh, it's all happening right here. I appreciate you. It's the Hell of Years podcast. Hip hop and wellness. Right here. It's the Hell of Years podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff, checking in with my big homie Tone Tech. Man, it's hot as fuck. How's your day been, bro? I've been chilling all fucking day in the AC, bro. I, I've been country clubbing it. I had a late night last night, so I fell asleep with the AC on, man. So, like, I woke up, the house was cool. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm in a heat wave. I, I don't even know this shit, you right? know? <laughs> Yeah, I got a heat pump over here, man. I shut, I set that shit to 68 low and 71 high. That The house don't ever budge. I walk outside, I'm like, dear Lord, what is happening right now? Because I had no idea. Or like, I'm in the hospital all day. I come outside, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's hot. God damn. Yeah. It's all good, though. Man, all so right, what's up, brother? You just fucking battled COVID and it kicked your ass for a minute, dude. Are you better? Are you, how are you feeling, man? What was that like, man? Walk us through it. I, I think I'm, I'm finally starting to feel better. You know, like 
it's those variants because, hey, I've been vaccinated, got my boosters, I've done everything you're supposed to do, right? Like I'm a contributing member to society. I want to make sure I'm doing my part. But the variants are no joke, bro. They're they've, no joke. They built up this immunity and hey, it just went through and kicked my ass, bro. For like 10 days, like I was isolated in my room, like not allowed to come out. Like I have a bathroom and shower in there, so I was all good. I have my laptop, I have my phone, you know, so I'm trying to work when I wasn't sleeping or, you know, just the whole fatigue of it, bro. But like, we understand that we're prepared for that when, when you get that, that positive test, but it was after man, yeah. it was, it, it, it really was after it was the fatigue, the sinus, you know, headache that the, it feels like you got a sinus infection, but you're just trying to drain all that COVID shit out, bro. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, the biggest thing was the mental aspect. But we'll touch on that a little bit more when we get into this uh, Goody Mob record. But but just mentally, what it does to you, you know, I, I, I don't think we talk about that enough. You know what I'm saying? 100%, dude. And for many people, like, it continues, you know, you know, months later, they're, yeah. still, they're still impacted by it. You know, two years into this shit, and yep. I know homies and people and patients that are like, they still have illness from that you know whether it's mental or physical but uh this shit's taking a toll on a lot of people but either way man i'm glad that you're you're feeling better you're coming out of the fog we still got some summer left i'm sure you still got some dj gigs left (laughs) you probably got shit cooking up every weekend i'm sure right oh man this this last month was uh what was a marathon man i i had a uh a, a high school graduation gig i had three weddings and like the thing was these three weddings were all like personal friends of mine, like people I've known for over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So like one of them was like one of my really, really good homeboys that we, we grew up with. We've known each other since we were like six and shit, you know, and I'm really good with like one whole side of his family. And I and I know the other side of the family pretty well, too. So like that was like a, a fun deal. And it just kept snowballing like that. The, the next week I was at McMinniman's at the Edgefield. You know, so that that first wedding was in Salem. Shout out to my uh, buddy Jim and his beautiful new bride, Tree Lynn. And then it was my buddy Lorenzo and uh, his brand new wife. And that was at McMinniman's. And then this last weekend, it was a vow renewal of some friends that have been together for about 30 years, man, a little over 30 years. And that one was at their house. And that was pretty fun. We're out in the country and stuff. They had like a, a live country singer from from Silverton and stuff. So. It's been fun, bro, but I am tired. <laughs> I imagine. Now, we're getting ready to launch our, our video podcast in August. I'm stoked about that. But I can see you right now. Yes. Hey, you got some gear fresh uh, gear on right now. I'm a little jealous of, the, of this uh, army uh, color green <laughs> get fresh uh, tea. And that hat is killing them, man. That shit is fly as fuck. It, it, man, I, uh, I, I appreciate that. But don't be too jealous, man, because I've sent you pictures of the stuff that that is ready for hella years, man. Yeah. You got them uh, Nike hoodies that are cracking. Those those uh, T-shirts are, are uh, ready to wear. And the hats are, are coming, you know, ASAP too, bro. Man, I'm super stoked about that, man. Real excited about that. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about Goody Mob. Because you've been around for hella years. And I know you was hip-hopping in the 90s. Yeah. And I know you're a Dungeon Family oh, fan. Oh, definitely. And we did an episode on Outkast. But Goody Mob's first album soul food 1995 and just specifically that song cell therapy like i feel like it's one of those songs that it only takes two seconds to listen to and you're already like this is a classic song 
So uh, 1995, November is when the album was released. I was a dad. I, I was a brand new father, right? So like, I'm like, man. You, you were know, already a dad in 1995? Heart, oh, shit. I was a senior in high school. That's crazy. That's when your first son was born? Yeah, he was born in May of, of, of 95, bro. Wow. So like, I was so great, I had to procreate, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was. <laughs> You've been waiting it, to say it, that it, one. It, you it, need it, to put that on a Get Fresh t-shirt, dude. <laughs> That's a nice <laughs> tagline right there. You know, like it was just one of those things where it happened for me early, but I was also done. I, I had all three of my boys by the time I was 25. Wow. So, yeah, dude, it was it was early. But, hey, I'm a dad. Diapers were the priority Be over buying records for me at that point in my life. But when this one dropped, I fucking made sure I had that shit, dude. And we talk about cell therapy, man. It has one of the sickest instrumentals and intros ever. It's just so recognizable, man. Like, like, like to me, that was a, a Goody Mob, Dungeon Fam signature sound, man. And as a DJ, I love that shit, bro, because it's just so simple. Yeah. At 83 BPM, I could just mix that shit into anything. Like, like that was one of my early practice records, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, okay, I know the count. I know the BPM. Hey, I was... Anything, you know, within eight beats per minute, dude, I was fucking trying to mix that shit to see what sounded the cleanest and the freshest, man. So, like, I, I definitely fucking played the shit out of that record. I just, I didn't know it was coming. I mean, I knew about Goody Mob because they were on that first Outcast album and just Dungeon Family and, like, you heard yeah. about them. And then when that drops, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then with that album, just how it starts, the production on it, and, you know, you're talking about when you were, you know, getting diapers and, and just trying to make ends meet as a young father. A lot of the, the subject matter and the content on that album is just some young, hungry, broke dudes that are just talking about their life in the dirty South. And it wasn't about jewelry and it wasn't about necessarily a, a bunch of gangster shit. It was just real life, grimy, dirty South dudes just trying to figure out how to survive and make it. And I was taken back this week when I was going for my walks and revisiting the album and just listening to these four young, hungry MCs. And yeah, what they were talking about was some deep shit, especially CeeLo. Like, he got on some real deep, oh, man. like, spiritual uh, wisdom fucking just... For as young as they were, like, they were on some, like just evolved thought processes and, and fuck it was it was incredible music uh what's your take on the oh, album man. as a whole when you think of soul food front to back and spending time with that whole project what's your take on it man i i, I think overall sonically like i said they were putting that that dirty south stamp on it the the whole crew you know outcast i mean everybody rico wade you know on, on those boards for them so I, I think sonically it was something that we weren't as used to they they had that outcast feel but still they were able to set themselves apart i mean when we look you know top to bottom to that album i have all my notes here and stuff man i'm one two three four five five i mean just solid fucking bangers like i could play them to this day and they yep. still hit and they're still relevant and even the ones that you know were 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 more you know b-sides or, or were more deep album cuts lyrically when it comes to hip-hop they were still very lyrical there was still good storytelling in it you know um they weren't they weren't afraid to experiment which which i liked 
Now, the experimentation doesn't always work, but what it does is it shows you as an artist, I'm okay with putting myself out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I really like that about the album. One thing I noticed too, listening to it, uh, even I listened to it front to back on my walk this morning and then I actually listened to World Party after that and it's a very different album compared to to the first Soul Food album. But oh, yeah. sometimes I find it hard to distinguish different MCs in a group. And I think like when you have... You know, it's easy to tell if it's Andre 3000 or Big Boy, but when you start putting three, four, five, six MCs on a record, sometimes it's like, who's rapping right now? But I think everybody right. in Goody Mob, they all have very distinct sounds and flows. And like, I can tell when it's Cujo coming on to start Cell oh, Therapy. Yeah. And obviously, you know when it's CeeLo, and I can tell when it's Timo. And Big Gip has yeah. this flavor and sound that I'm like, they all complement each other, but they stand out as their own entity. And I thought... That was something I, I don't know if I ever really noticed, but the four of them together um, and most of the songs, all four of them would get down on. It wasn't just like, oh, there's a solo oh, yeah, CeeLo nah. song or there's just Cujo doing his thing or just a song with Timo and Big Gip. You know what I mean? Like, I, how do you feel about them as as four separate MCs, but how they came together? <laughs> oh, man, like I, I totally agree with what you said. Like sometimes it was hard to differentiate. But they all had their distinct voices. And especially like if you listen to these records, bro, it, it's not, you know, classic song structure. It's not one MC, one verse. Here's your bridge. Here's your hook. Here's the next MC. It's like one MC would start his verse and then they didn't give you no bridge. They give you no hook. The second MC would just come right after that. You know what yep. I'm saying? So like, you know, as a DJ, you know, I'm, I, I keep going back to that trying to figure out where's the breaks where where, <laughs> where do i bring this, this record in, in? You know? i don't know <laughs> yeah you, you know so so that was always tough but you know you you figured it out because their records you had to play that shit man like if you were into hip-hop in the 90s and if you're throwing those hip-hop house parties you had to play that's that goodie mob that down south you know once again you, you mentioned CeeLo. i i i you know he he is the star of that group, even though it Certainly, wasn't set yeah. to be that way, you, you know, and, um, you know, Big Gip, you know, man, that just that, you know, player flow, you know, Cujo brought that that raw energy, man. Timo, he was just very lyrical and, and always a great storyteller, man. So they yeah. all had their like, you know, Wonder Twin Powers activated when when they would come together. I'm interested to do a little top five with you. I think we should do that. I want to find out a little bit more about your favorite Goody Mob records. Four of my five come from the album Soul Food. Like, they they went on to make some other records and some cool stuff, but it was like the perfect gumbo. It was, it was the perfect stew. It was the most delicious meal. Oh. Like, everything came together for me on that album at that time in hip-hop. And Atlanta hadn't really taken off. It wasn't as established... The roster wasn't as deep as it is today, right? There you go. We, we, we look I like how you Atlanta. say that. Yeah, the the Atlanta sound, you know, that, that that Dirty South sound, you know, we got, you know, the Dungeon Fam, we got Outkast, we got Goody Mob. That was around, like I said, that 92, 93, 94, 95, 2000s, we get one of my favorite guys, and I know you did his episode, Ludicrous, man. Right. I mean, like, like they started putting their stamp. Yeah, certainly. On that Dirty South sound. Absolutely. And the T.I.s and the Young Jeezy's and the Lil Johns. Oh, yeah. And it just kept oh, yeah. it just kept flourishing out there. So before bro, before bro, we get bro, to a top five, because you were talking about coming out of COVID, your mental health and how that's impacted and your physical health and how you, 
you know, you're coming out of that now, looking at the rest of the summer. What's your focus on on health right now? What did, what are you what do you got going on in your day to day? Or I know uh, you got football season coming up, so I know those are three hour sessions yep. on your feet. But like coming out of COVID when you've been ill and you've been man down, how do you get back into taking care of yourself? Like what's that process looking like for you? You, you know, especially for me, you know, w- with the fatigue, it's been trying to go on, on walks and um, ride my bike more. Like uh, I had a basketball coaches meeting last night and it was at an elementary school, you know, two, three miles from my house. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna ride my bike. You know, why, why jump in a car? If it's that close, I could use this. And, and it's, also you know the uh, mental part of it is that whole positive affirmations for yourself you know sometimes we forget that that we need to you know be our own biggest cheerleaders right and 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 mentally when you get up you have to have that 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 mentality you know whether i'm down whether i'm struggling i can't let that stop me i have to go through it and um i sent you know our uh, hell of years family texts, man. Like I went dark for, for a few weeks after I got COVID and, and I found myself in that sunken place, bro. Like, like I was, where am I at? How come I don't feel like, like me? And once I started coming out of that fog, you know, I I text you guys, you know, you guys are always there to support and, and help out. And, it reminds me that we're not ever going through stuff alone. So I, I think those are the two biggest things is that self-affirmation, that 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 self-love, that that belief in yourself, and also realizing you don't have to go through this shit alone, man. Find your support system. Find the people who bring you up. And when you're starting to go through that, reach out to them, you know, and it's the simplest things that can help us during those times, bro. And, you know, just send a positive text to your homeboy. You haven't seen someone that you care about for a while. Give them a call. You know, all those little things help more than we actually realize. Bro, I'm telling you, I was just talking about that earlier in this episode of just making that call, just seeing you right now, just talking to you and seeing you lifts my spirits up. It's good for my mental health. It's good for my soul. It's funny. We're talking about soul food and goody mob, but I like you feel it in your soul when you, connect with your friends and your family and your brothers and people and you realize i'm not alone in this shit and there's times where i'm down and these people around me are there to help bring me up and to help support me and i think that's one of the things this whole hell of year shit is about you know that's what get fresh is about that's what uh maintain yeah. new school inc is about that's just it's just it's just something that comes with um being around for hell of years i guess and just realizing that it's okay yeah. Uh, as men to support each other and to talk. And I don't know if you saw, if you follow UFC, but did you see the uh, Patty the Batty, that white boy out of Liverpool yeah, who yeah. fought this <laughs> yeah. last weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he beat dude's ass or he choked him out. He wins. And then afterwards, he has this really moving uh, post-fight interview where he's talking about men needing to talk because he had just lost his mate the day before the suicide. And then the month before, like one of his homies or somebody, it's like a a child who had passed and he had gone to the funeral and you could tell it was coming from the most sincere and honest place. Even on the biggest stage after he probably won a million dollars in the fight and he's saying, you know, hey, men, y'all need to talk, talk to somebody. If you're in a bad place, there are people for you. Don't just hold that shit in. Talk it through. And I'm not saying we're at that place, but. Even the smallest things, if you're just a little bit down or you're not feeling something or you just need a little support, 
reach out to your brothers reach out to your family and talk through that shit we don't and, have to have that stigma we don't have to be quiet we can share how we feel and how we how we uh think with each other you know i have a very good friend of mine um i want to give my condolences to my uh, buddy mike um he lost his father and an aunt right around the same time like like, like within a week sure. sometimes it's not just when we're feeling bad it's we have to look at others yeah checking on them when when we're not hearing from them the way we should when you know they're going through a tough time uh whether it's a death in the family whether it's just something you know we need to make sure that we're taking care of you know our own especially our older generation because i mean i am not as enlightened as my sons are mm -hmm. because they grew up in a different generation they learned how to love differently than I did. Right. Just like I feel at times, I'm a little bit more enlightened. I'm a little bit op more open than that generation before us. Certainly. Ahead of us. Yeah, I feel they that. They really hold shit in. Yeah. You, you know, so, so we definitely have to make sure we're checking in on them as well because they might not be as open as to sharing their feelings as well, man. So I just think that's important, man. I love that you touched on that. And my condolences to to your family too and your peeps, man. That's you know, I I, I saw it just went on my fantastic Hawaiian vacation, come back to work over the six days in the hospital in the last week that I've been working, seen all kinds of tragedy of various different ages and generations. And, you know, we lost somebody at our hospital to a, a terrible accident yeah. last weekend. And tomorrow's not promised. And it is so important that we do what you're what what you're just touching on and reaching out to people and like you said if if you're not hearing from somebody that you should be you gotta have your spider senses you know if something's tingling something don't seem right reach out you know maybe just being the first one to extend that hand that's all somebody might need definitely bro definitely and another thing that i cannot stress enough tell the people who you care about you love them ain't that the truth man I love it. Well, I love you, brother, yeah. just so you know, man. <laughs> just so you know, I'm going to take this opportunity <laughs> I, to tell my brother Tone Tech, man, I love you, brother. I, I love you too, bro. I love you too. All right. And I do love Goody Mob, so let's get to it, man. Let's talk a little music. <laughs> I know you got some shit queued up on the Serato. I don't want to keep you all night. Plus, I don't want to sit in this man cave much longer. It's too fucking hot in here, man. I just looked at over at my thermometer. It says it's 95 in the man cave fuck but i can't turn Damn. the air conditioning on while we're recording because then you're just gonna hear <laughs> air conditioning so we'll make it work all right so um you got some shit queued up you know how we do this we bounce it back and forth obviously i've already said most of my stuff is going to come from the soul food album i have one that's not from that album i'm interested to see what you got what what your take on some of your favorite good <laughs> mob tracks are you could start it off get it going Number five, Goody Mob dude, song, man. Dude, like it, it. It's funny you said that. Uh, four tracks from this album, and then one that's not. That's like my count, right? It's like my number five isn't from this album. It's a uh, great track, and it's called um, "Is That You, God?" Right. So, like, this is. Um, I believe it was off uh, the Obama effect. I, I think it was some sort of mixtape or or something. But it just spoke to me, man, because it just spoke to. Once again, people coming through lyrically, people sharing their soul with you, people giving you a little something, something, and they're, they're touching heavy, heavy, you know, themes, man. Is that you, God? You know, I know this change isn't me. I know this change is, is, isn't you, 
is that you, God? And if you look at the whole song and, and break it down, lyric by lyric, verse by verse, bro, it's it's one of those mind-blowing ones, dude, that you just have to love, man. I'm going to have to go have to love. revisit that one. I know what you're talking about, though. And I think CeeLo is the driving force for some of that perspective and some of that deep, <laughs> just really going there and really getting you to think about just where you're at in the world and your spirituality. There's a lot of that on soul food that like, I don't remember really hearing that when I was a young man listening to the album this oh, week. Oh no, because wow. You know? Yeah. We weren't ready for those themes at 18, 20, 21, 22, 23. We were still, Hey, I want to party. Hey, I'm pimping. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing that. You know, we weren't ready for those themes. And it's when you revisit, these albums, and um, I'm going to touch on that a little bit later in my top five, that we open ourselves up to those. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm going to uh, start my top five with the record One, is two, off of Soul Food. Four, dirty it's that Dirty Ooh. South. Big boys on here. Just even how it starts. Hold on. We'll just start, we'll just oh, start yeah. that over one, one more time. Them dirty red dogs. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's just classic, man. It's that Dirty South. And I feel like this song took me oh, to yeah. the Dirty South. And I think it was track four on the album. It came right before Cell Therapy. Oh, man. You know what's interesting, though? And, and I talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode when I was giving my take on, on Soul Food, was that that song on the track listing says featuring Big Boy, right? But Thought Process, which is the second song, it's featuring Andre 3000, but it doesn't say featuring Andre 3000. And he's got a verse on it. And it's like he just slid a verse in there. But was yeah. like, you don't need to say that I'm on the song, though. I thought that was interesting. All right, what you got for your number four song, man? Man, um, this is going to be out of order, but I'm going to piggyback on, on you. And um, it's definitely going to be uh, Dirty South um, just because I love it. You, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like this is my take on, on that whole Dirty South. The first line is is hard as fuck. And I'm not talking that one, two, the two, the three, the four. I'm talking about Dirty Bill Clinton in front of me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. dude. You right know? away. <laughs> and you, you got to think I, at the time, this I, is 1995. And you're talking about Dirty Bill Clinton. Like, at 1995, you're out there like, you know what? I'm going. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and like I said, uh, once again, CeeLo steals the show, but... I have a couple takes on this, right? So, uh, first of all, you know, the first line's hard as fuck. You know, it has bars all the way through. They are dropping jewels on this motherfucker. Everybody that's spitting some shit has something to say. And I'm going to put this out there, dude. Dirty South is the best posse cut ever. Wow. When you line up all the posse cuts, when when you look at, hey, my crew's coming, you know, we can put them crew to crew, whatever. We, we have a tournament style battle royal, whatever you want to do it, do Dirty South. When you take the content, the bars, the quality of the lyrics, the lyrical gems you're getting, dude, best posse cut ever. I love your perspective on that, bro. I mean, honestly, right? Like what you <laughs> what you homies know about the dirty South, even just that line of that. It's like what you know about where we're oh, from. Yeah. We're going to tell you about this, man. I, I Absolutely, man. So I'll keep it going. We were just talking about it with the Andre 3000 record um, thought process. Like, again, this feels like a beginning of the album type of song to me. 
it feels like oh, it yeah. should be at the beginning of the album. And then, oh, by the way, Andre 3000 just happens to be towards the end of the song. Thought process. So full. You can't lose with this one. It's so good, man. Man, it's so good. This album is so good. There's somebody listening right now who's never spent any time with Soul Food, bro. And I'm so excited for them to go listen to this album and just push play at the very beginning and see where it takes them. You know what I mean? It's just incredible, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. Man, and um, just because I feel we're going to have a lot of the top five songs together, if if you say something I'm going out of order, I'm going to piggyback if, if one of your songs <laughs> are on my list. So, uh, well, I'm saying we know, already got we, we got five and four, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna be agreeing on number one. <laughs> so, it's really just two and three, and there's only a couple other, like, I know I we, we might be in agreement <laughs> on some of these, but except for number three, I'm going off of Soul Food, and we're gonna go to a different album. But what, okay, what okay. do you got for number three? Okay, so, um, I'm going, you know, thought process, you know, um, <laughs> the line is, I want to tell you it's all good. But it ain't. Yep. You know, I want to tell you it's all good, but, but it, it ain't. ain't. You know, and that's like, that's like, fuck me, me. That's that's me. I I get that. And um, this song is one of the main reasons I'm very happy that we re- re- revisited this album this week. You know, after the COVID isolation, um, thinking a lot. I found myself in a dark place. Right. And once again, we touched earlier, we talked about the physical effects of COVID, but what about the mental, you know, listening to this reminded me that we have to change, adjust, adapt our thought processes. You know, we need that to to progress, to level up, to evolve. Every time I had a big positive change in my life, it was because I changed my thought process, you know, and just the themes and the subject matter that they spoke to on this record you know not only then but five days ago two days ago three days ago today was relevant to me and it it made me think about that you know and uh yeah man thought process classic classic absolute classic right there Uh, i'm gonna go to the next album was it still standing lead single black ice sky high i feel like um it, it was the right sound coming off of Soul Food. It still felt Goody Mob. It felt a little more evolved sonically. Maybe, maybe you know, we had a little bit of success, but hey, we still got this shit. And the groove, it was very Dungeon Family, very Outcast, very just, this my shit, dude. So I'm going Black Ice for number three, bro. Nice, nice. Hey, this is a classic record as well, bro. So like, like they have catalog, man. When when you revisit uh, a lot of their work, I mean, shit, dude. Ninety five. I think the last album they, they dropped was twenty twenty. Right? Yeah, they that's, did put something out in twenty twenty. Years. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a long that's time. Like twenty twenty five <laughs> years. Absolutely. They got they got decades, hell of years, man. It's hell of years. All right, so we got two yes. and one left. I'm gonna. Assume, I bet you we have the same. So what is your number two? My uh, number two has to be um, Soul Food, bro. That is soul also food. my number two. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to trip at my number one. But, but, but Soul Food was, was my number two. This is how I thought of Soul Food, man. To me, it was a Dirty South version of It Was a Good Day. You know, um, CeeLo steals it. You know, 
once again he he has these these sounds these these lines these lyrics that that speak to you he says i never had a lot but thankful for the little that I got, right? You know, and, and right there, I never had a lot. Thankful for the little that I got. Once again, man, when you grow up poor, when you grow up not having everything, when you learn to appreciate the little shit you got, man, that's that's something that still speaks to me today, man. That's why when it comes to sneakers, no one steps on my shit, dude. Like, like I had two pairs of shoes growing up. They both had to be clean at all times. That's why like to this day, like, uh, -uh I can't wear dirty shit. Like the way I present myself, it, it had that lasting effect on you where you take care of all that little shit you have, man. I couldn't agree more, man. I'm right there with you. It's my number two, but you just said something that like, I'm going to be surprised with your number one. So I guess I'm going to go first yeah. then with my number one. Cause I don't know okay. how I'm going to be surprised or how there could be anything but this. I don't even need the whole song. I just need I need two seconds of cell therapy. That's all I need. I just need this. Loop that shit and I'm oh, good, man. Oh man. And not, I'm not even going to address how dope the verses are and how dope the subject matter is. I'm just saying, like, all I need. Oh, yeah. So cell therapy is my yeah. number one Goody Mob song of all time. And are you going to disagree or do you got something else? Well, I kind of figured you were going to lean that way just because, you know, I, I've been around you for hell of years. Okay. <laughs> so I, I wanted to take something out of left field. I picked a song I wanted more of Ooh. from Goody Mob. And that is track number 10, Blood. It has this outcast beat. Uh, CeeLo's intro is so smooth, you know, but it's very short, bro. Like It's so like short. It's, it, you're right, dude. It's like a minute, dude. It's Or maybe a minute. I don't know. But it's, it's yeah. where's the rest of the song? I thought that when I was walking today. I was like, where's the rest of this song, right. man? And why did they cut this short? Like... Right, like, like I wanted more. Like, like this is a song that left me wanting more. Like, give me more of this, right? Like, as I was sifting through Apple Music, I was like, "Fuck, I need that instrumental." Like, I can loop that shit. So I'm like, "Oh, there's an instrumental album of nothing but soul food. Great, I bought that whole shit." Like, I already have it in Serato. I already have that shit looped, so I can get myself 35, fucking 40, 20, what, however many minutes of this shit I want. I can give it to myself now, bro. Like, like that's how much I wanted more of blood. I love so that you went there. That's going to be my uh, number one goodie. Well done. Oh, I wonder why, though. I wonder, like, obviously that was intentional. Obviously, like, there was a reason. Yeah. They're like, this is just going to be a snippet of a song. Or just with CeeLo, we got enough. We're going to let that ride. Or we, we already achieved what we wanted with that record. I'm impressed with that one. And I, I really like your perspective on that. I, I want the rest of that song, too. <laughs> Could we get at CeeLo and, and Gip and Cujo and Timo on, on IG or whatever social media platforms they use and just say, hey, could you finish that shit for us, please? Come on, as a fan, can we get that? Come on, man. I think that's going to have to be one of the, the hell of years goals. So, yeah, man, well done, Tone Tech. Man, I'm glad you are feeling better. You're looking good. You're sounding good. You're moving in the right Thank direction. You. I'm looking forward to getting us all back together live in person and jumping off this this video yes. podcast, man, getting all this Get Fresh gear, getting all the uh, Hella Years gear going. Uh, GetFreshApparel.com yeah. is the website. Uh, BigTech1200 is the handle on IG. 
Um, I guess last yeah. thing is uh, just, you know, I, I want you to have a fantastic weekend. Make sure you take care of yourself. Obviously, if you need anything, I'm here for you, brother. And um, yeah, man. Appreciate it. We'll do it again uh, next week. All right. I love it, man. I love it, bro. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you, Zach. And um, once again, y'all, check out ZachWoodruff.com, HellaYears.com. Look for the apparel. Look for all the good shit we have going on, bro, because uh, this is just the beginning. We ain't going to stop. Niggas, it look like me. Poor white folks, I know. Ain't playing games no more. Wake up, we all slaves for show. Trying to kick in my dough. That's a one way to the grave. The good mostly die over bullshit every day. I'm planning on dying today. Let the magazine spray. Put a fork in and finish. I don't plan on dying today. Let the magazine spray. Put a fork in and finish today. Again, bro, you and Domino, man, you just making some fucking incredible music, my dude. I can't believe this, man. Every week it just gets better and better, bro. Man, we got to keep the bar going higher and higher, man. When you've been doing this shit for hella years, you got to set a president for yourself and the people around you. So that's all I'm trying to do with it, bro. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. What's up, though, brother? Uh, what's going on? You was just texting me. I know we was going to talk about Goody Mob and jump into a bunch of shit, man. Is everything okay right now? Man, you know, uh, big sis been dealing with some arthritis and just pain in her body for a little while she was uh actually randomly like getting her car towed to the house one day she in the car with the tow truck a big red slide passenger knocked the window off into the passenger seat into the car and hit her hand oh, and that no. flared up the arthritis even more so she hit me earlier like man it's uh pains in my neck she's been throwing up crying like all types of shit so Fuck. i'm gonna get my auntie up there real quick okay you know what i mean so she could sit with her and 
right, well, Nurse Zach is about to come out, and I'm about to say, yeah, get handle that business. Do not wait on that. Make sure you uh, make sure this is good. Get get with Auntie. Get everything handled, and then let me know if you need anything from me, man. I got you in whatever you need, brother. You know what it is, man. I love you, man. Appreciate the support. We're gonna go get sis right as best as possible. You know, life is crazy. That's why we gotta do our best to stay healthy. That's what I'm it is. With you, bro. Send my love to her, man. I'll talk to you in a minute. One hundred. One hundred. And we're going to call that a wrap on this episode because it's still hot as shit in the man cave. And we've been going for a long time, actually a little bit longer than I had anticipated, but was just having a good time talking with y'all and talking with my brother. So that's what it's all about. HellyYearsPodcast.com. We'll be back next week for episode 19. Man, I love it. So much fun. All right. My name is Zach Woodruff. It's all love. Hip hop is health.